today I want to take you to the book of Matthew chapter 2. We've been there for a couple weeks, but I want to go back one more time, and I also want to take you to the book of Luke chapter 2. So if you want, you can mark a place in both spots there. And I want to just have you stand with me as we honor the Lord's word today. And you'll find these closing words in chapter 2. It says this, it says, After they had heard the king, they went on their way. And the star that they had seen in the east went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold and of incense and of myrrh. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this day that is a bring a gift to Jesus celebration Sunday. Lord, I thank you that the choir has already blessed us in a tremendous way today. And Father, may the rest of this service, your word, just be so powerful as we talk about what do we give to the God who has everything. Lord, you made all things. They belong to you. And then you have this relationship with us where you allow us to enter into a covenant relationship, a new covenant. In the New Testament, we come together to follow Jesus Christ. We crown him as King of kings and Lord of lords. And today we gladly receive that those that are here today that they may have not taken that step yet. And Father, we pray that on this day they would give themselves to Christ. There is nothing greater we can give than ourselves. But Lord, you bless us with gifts, abilities, time, this gift called life. And then along the way, you allow us to, to make an income. And Father, today we come with grateful hearts joining the original procession of the Magi presenting gifts to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Lord, may our gift be that which is pleasing to you today. Father, whether it's for our church or it's for our missions that we have partnered with. We pray that, Father, it would go forth with great power. May it be like the little boys fishing loaves. May you take it and multiply it to your glory. And may you feed many, may you clothe many, and, Father, we pray above anything else that they be clothed with salvation as the groups that uh, share the good news of Christ in all these different areas, Father, that they would be blessed and that our, our, our dollars, few they may be, might still touch lives and change lives. May they be used for your glory. And we ask this in Christ's name. Amen. I want you to join me in that passage in Matthew because it's so interesting to look at that passage today. In light of looking at that for the last couple of weeks, I want to just go there one more time. And I promise I'll get on something else next week unless the Lord says, do it again, Barry. I'll go back. But I uh, planned on this as I've been working on my preaching and planning with you. But in the passage, you know, there's a story told about three little boys that were in the Christmas program, and they were supposed to be the Magi. They got these very ornate uh, robes, and they had little canes. and, And the teacher said, 
the drama teacher said, now, you only have to say one word. One word. That's all. And the little boys came, and you know the story. They came as the magi or as the wise men, and they presented their gifts, and the first little boy said, gold. The second little boy, myrrh. And the third little boy said, the teacher said, I only had to say one word, but it's actually three. Frank sent this. Sometimes we don't always get it right. But we're going to try to this morning. I also want to share with you that it's important that we note that these guys were men. You know how I know they're men? Because it's been recorded that if it were women instead of men, the Magi, here's what would have happened. If the women, if it were women instead of men, these magi or wise men, they would have asked for directions. Arrived on time. Help deliver the baby. Clean the stable. Make a casserole. And they would have brought practical gifts. And there flat out would be peace on earth. What do you give to the God who has everything? You give him what he gives away, and then you give it back to him. That is your answer, your solution. Here's first. Jesus gives me this life. I get to breathe even this moment. I'm speaking. I am taking in just the life that God's given me in this second. And here's the reality. It's a gift from Almighty God, and the first thing God wants back from every one of us is love and loyalty. The way you do that is by making Jesus Christ, His Son, your personal Lord and Savior. And when you crown Him as King, you seek His forgiveness that He provides on the cross. You make Him the Lord and Savior of your life. You follow Him as a Christ follower. That's the main thing God wants back from every one of us. And it's a free moral agent choice. It really is. You choose whether you will follow him. You choose the quality of that. What I'd like to do is take you back to the original story in Bethlehem. And I'd like to share with you what the original cast, the original people that were in the Christmas story, what they gave to Jesus at Christmas, the first Christmas. And in doing so, I think that you'll get many ideas of what you could give today. Now, my wife and I had prayed and talked, and we kind of decided last night, in fact, it's always amazing that when we have our conversation about this type of thing, how together we are. It's an amazing thing to watch God just move that together. And she said, well, I was thinking about that same thing, and here's what I was thinking about Uh, giving and we talked about that last night and that's what unless God provokes our heart differently that's what we plan on doing but I want you to go there with me and we see that it says in Luke chapter 2 that it says these words in verse 11 today in the city of David a savior has been born to you he is Christ the Lord so what did they give that first Christmas season 
gifts that they gave from themselves. Check this out. We'll go to Mary first. Mary fully gave herself, didn't she? I mean, she gave her name, her reputation, her body. In a very sense, she gave her entire life. Mary's life would never, ever be the same after she became chosen by God to carry the Christ child and be his earthly mother while he was here upon the earth. Amen? It was radically changed. She gave herself, and she gave herself so fully. You know that when he died at the cross, you know he called upon the disciples to take care of her, called her out as their mother now, and told them to take care of her. I want you to see what Joseph gave. Joseph gave his time, energy, and even his pride. You remember when it was revealed that she was with child? Well, he knew it wasn't his. And it was revealed to him in that moment that it was of God, that God had planted this seed of a child into the Virgin Mary's womb. This child was the seed of God, no man involved. And he had to deal with his time, energy, pride. So it says in Luke chapter 2, verse 4 and 5, So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee, to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. This is not the natural order of things of putting the marriage first, but God had come upon Mary and she was with child. And this was the sinless, stainless son of God that was in her womb. And he would come forth. Now think about this young man. Jesus took up carpenter skills from Joseph, more than likely. We know also that there are things that happened. Think about how he cared for Mary, how he protected Mary, how he loved Mary. It's very natural for a man and a woman to love each other in a marriage, isn't it? In fact, you got up and rolled your eyes at her, and then she rolled her eyes back at you, and you guys were kind of crazy and googly-eyed about each other. And that's very typical in a love story. But in this love story, God had come in a unique way, and he had even given up his pride. He was going to put her away quietly, the Bible says, in a very quiet way, being that they were already really... Uh, in almost a married state. The shepherds gave testimony and they gave praise. Do you know that's part of what, as we read these, these are things that we're called upon to do as well? That we're to give ourselves. We're to do away with our pride. But listen to what the shepherds say. It says in Luke chapter 2, verse 8, it says, And there were shepherds living out in, a, in the fields nearby, keeping watch over the flocks at night, and an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said, do not be afraid. I just want to repeat that this Christmas. If you're here today, do not be afraid. In case you didn't hear me when I said it those other two times, let me repeat a message that may be for you from God on this day. Do not be afraid. Whatever you're going through, whatever you're facing, whether it's health, job-related, whether it's in your family, do not be afraid. Jesus is sure enough here. He's present with us now. 
He will show up in unique ways in your life when you need him to. And you, he is in you, living in you as well. It tells us that this will be a sign to you. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find the baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. They go and worship him and then listen to the results in verse 20 of Luke chapter 2. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what he had, what they had, what they had been told about this child. Then verse 17 down to verse 20, it says this. They returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had seen and heard, or heard and seen. Do you know that's your job too? Here you are, a participant of Christmas as a Christ follower, and if you follow the living Christ, your responsibility is to do the same thing the shepherds did. Show up at church. Amen? We're supposed to be show-up people. Amen? Show up and show out. Amen? And when you show out, here's what you're doing. You're letting people know, I belong to Jesus. I testify of him. We don't say happy holidays. We're all into Merry Christmas. Amen? I mean, now that's who we are. We don't have time to wish somebody happy holidays. And Listen, if you're guilty of that, it's time to repent. Amen? And say Merry Christmas. We're in the business of Christmas around here, aren't we? He changed my life. And I know he changed yours. We've got to offer our praise. Look at what the angels did. The angels on that first Christmas, it tells us that they too gave witness and praise. It goes back to chapter 2, verse 10, and it says, But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Isn't that something that this season, even though many of our our family members, our neighbors, and our friends don't know it. But this is for everybody. It is for everybody. Jesus came for all of us, amen? And he tells us in the scriptures that that's exactly what he wants us to realize. It says that suddenly there was a great company. I'm down in verse 13 and 14. Suddenly there was a great company of heavenly hosts that appeared and with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. Isn't that an amazing statement? Glory to God. I'm in the business today of joining the angels and joining the shepherds in praising God, giving testimony of what he's done in my life, and so are you. We're here to praise him. We're here to give praise and honor and glory to the one that has changed our life. Oh, I'm not done yet. Look at what the Magi did. The Magi gave material gifts. You know, if God gave you material gifts, you're responsible for giving part of that back to God. Did you know that? It's not mine. It's his that he's given me to survive and thrive in this life. And everybody here, you can testify. I think I can get an amen on everybody from this. It takes a lot of money to get by, doesn't it? It takes a lot of money to get by, doesn't it? Yeah. God gave you the ability. 
He gave you that education. Well, you say, I'm still paying for that. He gave you that job you have. Even if you don't like it, it's a gift from God. Amen? Does it pay the bills or what? Yeah, the Magi gave material gifts. They gave what is honoring to a king, a queen, a prince, a princess. They gave the finest of gifts that they had. Do you know that's the same thing that we're called to do? We've read this Matthew passage for three weeks. I wanted to say this to you. You're called to give of how God blesses you and give back to God. Our church stands in great need right now. It really does. These mission organizations that we've been handing out and we tell you that's our global impact ministries, they too stand in great need. Why? Because ministry requires that we share our money. It's just the way it is. So I got over that a long time ago, and uh, I never will forget the first time this little lady at Christmas, she lived in a little clapboard house in, in Kentucky where I was pastoring, and she gave me $100. Well, the church didn't pay me $100 even each week. They paid me $62.50. That was my salary. And then I got lunch at one of the church members' restaurant with, for Kim and I up at the little restaurant. I mean, it was a little country church when I was going to, through school. I was in college then. Listen, that little church, that lady told me, she said, now here, here's what I, I, I went up to see her and I took her $100 back. Nobody ever give me $100 It wasn't a family member. I'm 21 years old. I'm like, ma'am, she had a leg that just wouldn't heal. She could come to church only rarely, just, just every now and then. I went and I spoke to her and I said, oh, you know, that was so kind of you, but here's that $100. I'm going to give this back to you. She said, oh, huh, let me see. God told me to give that to you, but you're so stinking full of pride, young man, that you can't take my gift because you don't know how to receive yet. This thing totally backfired on me. I'm looking at her house, and there's slats. You can see the ground under her floor. I mean, this is a poor lady on a very limited income. And she's giving me a $100 bill. I want to tell you something. That was a few years ago. That was a lot of money. I don't know about you. $100 still makes me smile, doesn't it, you? It's still a lot of money. Listen, she gave me that money, and she said, so let me make this clear, Pastor. God told me to do this and support you, and I know we don't pay you hardly anything, and you're going to college, and you're having to pay for that, and you got a wife, and so because you're so full of stinking pride, she said it twice, <laughs> you can't take this gift that God told me, so you, pastor, pastor of me and all the folk, you're going to rob me of a blessing. You follow me? Listen, when we give of what God has given to us, there's a big plan in place. And God is accomplishing his will. You know what I did that day? I said, Mrs. Neal, 
give it back to me. I don't want to rob you, and I don't want to have another conversation with you like this. And I took that $100, and it was very helpful to us that Christmas. Things were so thin for us. I think a lot of people in ministry, they've been in those spots. I wanted to share with you, God tells us that they gave the best they had. They gave gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Or maybe Frank sent this, right? Gifts that are fitting for the arrival of a king. And then look at, look at the innkeeper. Even the innkeeper, even though he's been harassed and made fun of for not making room for the king of kings and the lord of lords, he still gave a stable. Sometimes you may feel like you don't have much to give. It's a simple gift. But for the king of kings and the lord of lords, Jesus Christ, splitting time in half, he comes and he is born in this very humble way. God, coming to planet Earth, is born in a stable with farm animals. I mean, it's an amazing thing, isn't it? The innkeeper still gave that, didn't he? And it was even prophesied that the Messiah would come in such a humble manner. Verse 6 and 7 tells us while they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in clothes, placed him in a manger because there was no room for, the, for him there in the end. So I just have one more question. I can preach this message very quickly. I got one question I'm going to leave you with. What are you going to do to join the throngs of millions that have followed Christ through all the centuries? This Christmas, we're giving you a concrete way today here at your church, the Oaks. And if you're our guest, you're welcome to join us. And you're welcome to put in a guest card. I would love to just meet you today and just thank you for coming and being a part of today. But what can we give that we would crown Jesus as King of Kings and Lord of Lords in our life today. What could we do here today? Well, you already got several ideas from the original cast. Amen? You really did. We've been focusing the church for some weeks now. You've been getting email blitzes about this. You've been getting announcements. You've had a page in the bulletin for a few weeks now. And we've been saying, listen, Church, let's do this together. Let's take our global impact ministries that are all mission-oriented in nature. There's a percentage breakdown of how that goes. If you give to global impact, the gifts will be, be in January. They will be branched out by those percentages. That's how we'll do that. If you have another mission offering, you want to give to something in particular on that list. Like I told you, I always give a gift separately to Lottie Moon. You know why? Because that's a tradition in the Jude family, and we believe in supporting those missionaries through our Southern Baptist work around the globe. And they've fallen on some hard times. They've had to bring people off the field because the support hasn't been there. We have missionaries right now that can't go because there's not sufficient funds to send them. So there's a need there. And then there's a need here in the church body. We're all doing ministry and doing life and church together. Amen? And there's a great need in our church to go into the new year 
in a healthier financial manner than where we are right now. I mean, as of right now, today, before this offering. And we just need to call upon all of you to give some prayerful consideration about the future of our church. Man, I want us to be able to keep everything we've got and add to, amen? And add to, and add to, not take things away. So let's support our church. And if God's called you to give a special gift to your church, I'm going to ask you to do that. Listen, if you're here today, what was the first thing I said? That you need to do what? That if you don't, haven't given your life to Christ, that's where we start today, right? Here's how you do that. I was 15 when it happened for me. I asked God to forgive me for my sins. I turned away from my sins. I turned to his son, Jesus Christ, who died on the cross for me. He is the sinless, stainless son of God. He will save you just like he saved me. He'll change your life. He'll make you a new creature. He will also do this for you. He'll give you a home in heaven. He'll change your residence from hell to heaven. He'll turn you from sinner to saint, although we still are just saved sinners. Amen? We never arrive till we get there. Amen? We still have all of our issues to deal with, but that's what he does for us. And today, if you haven't made him Lord, do that. Right here, right now. Let's bow our heads. Father, someone in this service probably needs to do just that. Make Jesus Christ their Lord and their Savior. Lord, we're going to sing just a brief word of invitation, just a brief part of a song for people to respond. And we just ask that if they need to come that way today, they would come and we could introduce them to Jesus. That they would pray this prayer right now Dear God, I know I'm a sinner. I turn away from my sin. I now turn to Jesus Christ, believing that he's your son, that he died for me. He rose again the third day so that I can have life. I trust him. I ask him to come into my life. God, thank you for loving me, and I want to tell you, I love you.